Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, Brooke. Hi, Bridget. Lovely to see you here on this lovely afternoon. Happy to be here in beautiful Brooklyn. It is beautiful. It's been a beautiful day. And now... We're not filming. Filming's incorrect. Recording. Recording. Oh, our, our very first, first podcast. podcast. Our pilot, if you will. The pilot of our podcast. So everybody, um, welcome to Splat. Welcome to Splat. A podcast about living in New York. 10 years younger and 20 years later than, than your favorite ladies. The cast of <laughs> Sex in the City. So in short, it's a Sex in the City podcast. It is. And, and it isn't. Bigger, but it's also thoroughly inspired by Sex in the City. Well, we're using it as a platform to talk about the things they talked about. To being a young woman, especially a young woman in New York. 20 years after it first aired and mm-hmm. 10 years younger than the characters. Yeah, which is um, already proving to be really interesting and... Um, it's fun. I also, as okay, so hi, I'm Bridget. Hi, everyone. I'm Brooke. <laughs> um, we are, I am 23, I'm almost 24. 24, almost 25. Yep. We, which is a crazy thing to think about. Yeah. Among a lot of things that are crazy to think about. <laughs> um, we're we, trying not to talk about he who shall not be named on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. It'll, well, we're well, going, we already know it, we're going to going today, to. but, but we're going to try to. That's a reality of where be we a, are. A, a light in the dark. Yeah, but um, I guess a little about us. I live in Brooklyn. Me, Bridget. Hello. Um, I work in Manhattan for an entertainment attorney, and um, I spent the last year in Ireland, which was really cool. I was an au pair. Brooke and I went to college together. So yeah, that's Bridget just like gave a an amazing introduction that's going to make so I don't know my, why I did that do people I haven't no that's amazing I'm episodes. so so <laughs> captivated by you but oh, here stop. I go my name's Brooke uh amazing already oh thanks <laughs> I live in Harlem yep in Manhattan I am an actor living in the city heck yeah and I also dabbling some other jobs as actors are want to do yeah she's good at the dabbling i'm a dabbling girl <laughs> brooke the dabbler that's what they brooke call the me dabbler wow yeah that's good should do something with that i also um have never actually watched all of sex in the city in fact i've seen 
plenty of sporadic episodes, but I've never like followed a plot line through. You yeah, know? I'm excited too because I bet there are things that are gonna. I have seen it. Mm-hmm. I've watched it all the time since I was like 11. Right. Um, and like in the order it's meant to be watched, yeah, et cetera. Yeah. Had the DVDs, did the thing. Right. But I'm excited for you because I bet there are things that you didn't know were from Sex and the City that. Oh, cultural references. Yeah. That I, I already am sure that there are some that I've. Well, just even the fact that like I know what the types are of the four mm-hmm. women and the fact that. I even think I understand some of the tropes of the boyfriends, even though I've never really. Who, who are you? As in who am I in support of? No. Which boyfriend which, am I? Which, or which of the four ladies? Which lady am I? are you? <laughs> I would have answered any of those happily. Wow. But you um, don't know any of the boyfriends. No, but that's what I'm saying. I still just from absorbing the culture that oh, has absorbed oh. sex in the city, I feel like I know quite a lot about. Sure. Yeah. Um, which lady am I? I'm not sure. I think I'm a maybe a mix. A yeah, solid yeah. mix. I'm a true believer in like splits. Good, good. I feel and like hybrids. Like I'm a true hybrid. Yeah. You tell me who you are. I am a carry. Mm-hmm. Some no, God, I, I should know my own hybrid. Oh jeez. I'm a carry Miranda. Um, oh, interesting. Because, you know, I like when I do have romantic affairs. They are like, I I am like in it a hundred percent, and like they're mm-hmm. like very dramatic and theatrical (laughs) certainly certainly and I love to like (laughs) write in my journal about it Mm, oh Um, oh, don't yeah journaling's a powerful tool oh I'm not not (laughs) hating on journaling but like I find that I like because probably I grew up watching sex in the city I like think I like journal a lot in questions I'll like like in big themes and then I'll like I'll muse about Mm. them like Carrie does Mm. on the show so that, or I feel very close to Miranda. Yeah, it's very interesting. Her her blog and her writing oh, seems yeah. mostly it's like just it's like professional diary entries. Yeah, but that's like what an whatever sh- the column right. is. Right, exactly. To an extent, it's true. Um, so fifty Carrie and then fifty Miranda because I like to eat cake out of the trash, which is a reference that you <laughs> maybe don't understand yet. Oh, it's one I understand. It's from my own life. <laughs> Um, um, wait, what was I going to say? I think I, I'd be 50-50 um, Miranda and Samantha, Miranda and Samantha. I guessed Charlotte, weirdly, and Samantha. There's, I feel, I think there are past iterations of myself that were much more on the Samantha train. I, I like, mean, sorry, on the Charlotte train. I like dream of being Samantha. She's but again, amazing. keep in mind, I have, I have only the most stereotyped versions right. of these characters at this point in mind. Yeah, we're about to, we're about we're to about dive to in. Embark. I'm so ready. Thanks for joining us, guys. So our podcast is called Splat, which crazily is a reference to something I don't understand yet, which is kind of fun. It's from the final season of Sex and the City, and it takes place at a party. The episode takes place at a party about how lame New York has become. Whoa. And that's all I told Bridget. That is true. Well, um, which did have a spoiler in it. it that's so all I, I told Bridget. <laughs> so hypothetically. But it's not an important spoiler no, to anyone not. who knows about Splat. It's not. You know that it's inconsequential. It's not not inconsequential. It's, it's not word. inconsequential. Right. But it's like n- nothing that like changes the lives of anyone. I'm just before. delighted that at some point I will get to stumble upon splat. the meaning of the name of our podcast. You'll Splat on Splat. So some of y'all have more. In my head, it's like, it's giving me for all you Double Dare lovers out there. It gives me like old school Nickelodeon, 
like there's like a splat a splat school nickelodeon like a splat of green or orange or red and then splat in white in the middle with an exclamation point whoa that's kind of cool shall we dive in i can't stop using that word i would love to um this is really exciting and so kind of the way we're thinking about this podcast working is we're going to base each episode around an episode so this one's about the pilot the next one will be about the second episode of the first season and just kind of see where it takes us yeah bear with us because this one we're figuring it out we're really happy that you're here we are it's an honor to be with y'all figuring this out with us so okay so the first episode is so let's dive in yeah so even in the credits, the beginning credits, um, yeah, I was like, I forget. I was like, okay, it's 1998, and I was like, I wonder if the Twin Towers are going to be in it, and like, yeah. <laughs> 1998 is really is wild because it really is two decades ago now. Yeah, yeah, the twin wait the Twin Towers. It's true. It's remarkable. Yeah, they Man. just like the painting of New York is so glamorous, even it like is. at the very very beginning of it all. And so it starts with this once upon a time. Yeah. Yeah. Carrie writing this crazy fantasy that's maybe about something happened to her. It's some woman that she's interviewing is revealed at the end. Oh, wow. Yeah. She leads you to believe, I think, that it's about her. Also, this English journalist watching it, her accent is a hundred percent Australian. He never did call, of course. Bastard. She told me one day over coffee. I don't understand. In England, looking at houses together would have meant something. She oh, is really? she is an Australian so woman funny. playing a British journalist who meets her soulmate at what a an crazy art choice. gallery. Yeah, there's a fascinating thing that happens like pretty quickly in, and this idea that. In typical New York fashion, she meets this guy in typical New York fashion at a gallery opening. It's just like, whoo, all right, got to go to some galleries. Got to get myself. What does that mean? Get thee to a gallery. Get thee to (laughs) a gallery. (laughs) Got to love some Shakespeare. Yeah, shit. Shakespeare in the Um, city. (laughs) I always say some, I always catch myself saying sex in the city when it's very and the city. Of course. Wow. Is that Yvonne Strahovski or whatever her name is? She was on... Chuck, I think it is. She's in this opening scene. Oh, is she? She's the Australian, Australian, British. Because I think she is Australian. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's the the story and the way it's told and this idea that this woman spends two ideal weeks with just weeks she meets and then he ghosts her 1998 style it is literally 1998 (laughs) style ghosting so we're like uh us millennials and our venting of our phrases to be fair i think it was probably a lot easier to ghost someone back then you couldn't like there was so many check their instagram and see what they were up you were with i literally caught someone the other night who wouldn't text me back and you're like like, but i know you're online well i went on instagram and i saw that they had liked it and i texted him and i was like i know that you're on your phone (laughs) because you liked it instagram 10 minutes ago in that moment i felt like a crazy person well but you know who you are and i'm disappointed in you yeah it's an interesting <laughs> it's an interesting thing to have access to that knowledge of what someone's doing. Also interesting is um how long this opening story takes because it's not ultimately about any of the characters in this show. So imagine watching this for the first time thinking Being the like, show is about oh this my God, woman. I can't believe this HBO has put out this horrible yeah. accented show. 
Oh, it's not Yvonne Strahovski. She I'm sort of looks I'm like Julia s- Stiles. Super certain. Yeah, she does. That I'm butchering that name. And I apologize to Yvonne. But, man. So, yeah, we're talking about that ghosting 1998 style. Is... Uh, Carrie says an interesting thing narrating this where she she t- talks about how it's the end of love in Manhattan. Yeah, and well, that it's and then the age of uninnocence. She finishes and, and like, she's like, welcome what? to Manhattan. The, the age, age of, of uninnocence. uninnocence. Yeah. Self-protection and closing the deal are paramount. Closing the deal. Listen to that. And self-protection. Like, I feel like yeah. that's like such a. Well, so something that's interesting about this first episode is that the theme of it is like basically like women women having sex like men aka yeah. free well we haven't introduced we haven't introduced that yet but she's like talking about all these like powerful women and so she's like i'm going to introduce you to my friends and right i mean it doesn't come up in these first few minutes quite yet well, but they, it's it's it is interesting that that's like that was the radical thing of 1998 yeah well they and they what's interesting about it is they so they introduced all the main characters, not all of them, but Miranda and Charlotte through these. And so like the first time you see them, Miranda's like right, <laughs> eating chicken fingers and like has dagger earrings. Right. Um, and it's like clearly like she's, she's yeah. like they, they introduce the characters so the strongly. Power lady. And then right. Charlotte is like, men are threatened by powerful women. Yeah. And then I want to be, but it's surrounded by books and she's like, I know the game. But right. what I find super interesting is that we don't meet Samantha this way. Samantha right. doesn't like speak to mm-hmm. this because she's the only one who like just, arguably successfully does have sex like a man she's the one who right. introduces the concept and she also arguably fulfills the other end of that trope which is also being a successful powerful woman like she really does do and she knows it yeah my gosh miranda and those dagger earrings these takes to the camera in this episode are really interesting does yeah. this happen for the full s- for i don't remember like the, i feel like the interview like I, I think as as the show develops and as it I mean, you'll see, but I th- I think they get focused less Corporate on like lawyer the American. writing, the writing of Carrie's thing, and yeah. more about like Carrie's life itself. That makes sense um, because I feel like the few episodes I've seen, I don't remember them taking to the camera quite like this. So yeah, bookish Charlotte in the early, right. they like have her in these like she's so darling glasses. The fact they keep labeling them as unmarried women. Um, I want to talk about Skipper later, but I want yeah, to talk about how like how one. the two of them are introduced through these interviews. Carrie is introduced as obviously the protagonist, and then Samantha is introduced in this dinner, and she just like has a strong opinion. Right. Um, she's fully. Yeah. She says that this is the first time in in the history of Manhattan that women have as much money and power as men. Yeah, it's it's interesting because that sets up the theme and then I think kind of the like so therefore we should get to have sex in the callous way that you all have sex kind of follows from that yeah which, which I is, feel like is like a budding of hookup culture mm-hmm. yeah definitely it looks different now and they didn't even have the benefit of I mean you had to go to an art gallery apparently which just but it's that, a lot of effort but that woman wasn't ho- into hookup culture That's that, true, that woman wasn't. that woman That's thought true. she was gonna marry that you man to after to two club, weeks which like duck club club chaos <laughs> of course <laughs> but I of thought of that was an alternate name for our podcast Club Chaos <laughs> it's interesting in the beginning too when they do all these takes to the camera with the the dudes and like when guys are like they should stop being so picky mm-hmm. or they say 
stuff about oh, there's a, a lot in this episode about men being like demanding of men now where it's like we used to be able to get away with anything now these women want to hold us accountable oh yeah there's this thing that this guy talks about called um the power flip everything. the 30s power flip love her oh interesting yes that's right when like for women, they hold the power before before the, before 30. in the 20s because mm-hmm. they're like the young hot thing. And then when they're 30s, they like are desperate to get married. Right. And so then the men have spinsters. Yeah, it's um, which I don't think is true anymore. I don't think um, we perceive it to be that way anymore. But I fully believe that 20 years ago, that still was this was all fledgling, you know, like the stuff we take for granted now. It's it's trying to conceptualize how radical just the fact that this show is called Sex in the City must have been kind of a crazy thing in 1998 oh yeah and the fact that there's a female protagonist who's like not to mention four of them mm. and here they all mm-hmm. they're all together for the first time i love Samantha. the fashion like really isn't that crazy in these first couple episodes because i feel like that right. becomes like such a defining part of the show especially but, of carrie specifically yeah, i think like there's a lot of like slim 90s black dresses and i think that this first dinner scene is really interesting because it really pairs the two off i think like right. Carrie and Samantha are sort of, or Carrie and Miranda are like very sexually forward thinking, huh. and Carrie and Charlotte right. are are more reserved about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Miranda and this, they all. So we meet the four of them having dinner together for the first time, which is this dinner we're talking about, and they. It is really interesting because it's just like right away. This is the kind of the stuff they're laying out is like how they feel about sex and power and men and business. And and Samantha's amazing and she's so self-possessed. And Miranda has fully the John and Kate plus eight Kate hairstyle in this scene. It's unbelievable. They too, they eat so much takeout in the show. And it's like, I remember when I watched Gilmore Girls. a pint of ice cream. Every time. But there's also like (gasps) Chinese takeout on her bed. Right. But of course. But like, that's quintessential New York. I think that's part of the vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you do is you sit on your floor on like fancy couch. Or, I mean, on fancy (laughs) couch. You sit on your floor of your fancy couch. (laughs) (laughs) I meant cushions. Do we not forgive? Mm, the introduction of a gay character here fascinating and so he's gay so he obviously works in theater obviously we're talking about beautiful stanford right who i think and we'll talk about fashion a little bit later i think this suit get up is my favorite it's a, oh it's incredible he, the way he's he does like tones of a color but the thing about this character for me is that i am a devotee if we will of the show uh white collar in which he plays, he's much older, but he plays this like, kind of like sidekick con man who can just do anything. And so it's f- super funny to have that association with this actor. Yeah. Oh man, so here we have like the hot, so now, this is like the 1998 fuck boy here. Yes, yeah, so now Carrie has I a I, man from her past. Yes, from 26. And then I was like, oh my God. I'm only oh, 24. We already, the mis- I make there are going to be so many more men. Who cares about the mistakes I've made when I was <laughs> 22, 21? We're tiny. Those yeah. aren't even going to matter when I'm 32. Oh, man. Or will they? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, and so she, <laughs> what is this guy's name? I forget, but she introduces him as the loathe of your life. Did you guys which notice how Bridget just steamrolled me? Sorry. No, no, she, I like put I a self, de- ex- no, in a good way. She put like a, I tried to make a self-deprecating joke and Bridget was like, we're not even going <laughs> to deal with that. I only support supportive <laughs> statements. <laughs> Here on spot, um, we only support supportive <laughs> statements. It's true. 
that's gonna be a really easy one for me to break a conflict-free podcast aren't you so excited it's gonna be beautiful Uh, what were you gonna say i'm so sorry it's okay (laughs) i was talking about the phrase the loathe of your life loathe of your life which carrie says about this guy which i just thought yeah was well great. they have also this- smoking indoor in a bar oh, in like yeah. a fancy bar that was crazy huge especially in new york but like smoking is cool you know yeah so carrie goes home with this like arch ne- nemesis of hers it's not an arch nemesis she's an old lover yeah but she, she's she's committed she to, to having sex by. like a man yeah but i think it's so interesting it's like how does he she know where he lives how do they know what like she says three o'clock but other than that, i'm like god we're so dependent on our cell phones i'm like google maps like they just know how to get to places places. true but also i was like is this just a weekday like the idea of doing anything for me on a weekday is just i I forgot how can they take these like luxurious lunches he's like three o'clock and so they so they do they have sex yeah and she says after it's and then after he he was like okay my turn and she's like no i have to go back to work at four o'clock presumably for lunch which is what you always did to me and, and then she leaves and she, she drops her shit out of her yeah, purse. But first she says, I felt powerful, potent, oh, that's right. and incredibly alive. There she is. Classic uh, take. Exhale. This must have been so crazy to see on TV in 1998. Am I, am, am I dating a, myself? Is, is even, that not that crazy? <laughs> this is even mild. Like, there are boobies galore in this show. It's true. So this can't have been truly that radical but, but for HBO. it to have been women driven of it's course HBO. hbo yeah that's what they people say that when it's syndicated on e and all those things mm-hmm. um it's less it becomes more of like a fruity romantic comedy as opposed to like this gritty sort of revolutionary at the time groundbreaking right, show right. that like i wonder if it's just because i'm i'm younger that i'm like this must have been crazy. And it wasn't actually that wild at I the love time. But how I, I, th- I think it was. So here she goes meeting. Dun, 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 dun. Mr. Big. Mr. Big. And the best thing about this scene is that she knocks a bunch of stuff out of her purse. And after she meets him, she says, well, he knows these things about me. And she says, he knows this, this. And then I use ultra textured Trojans with a reservoir tip. My favorite thing is that the first thing she does is she objectifies the shit out of him. It's She's true. like, he's handsome. Mm-hmm. He's this. It's amazing. He looks nice. And then she like trips like a dainty girl. She's like, gets, she's really trippy around big, which maybe is interesting. Yeah, it's. Well, it's kind of funny. It's like after all that, she really does kind of end up being like a girly girl around him and that that's what makes it the better. Well, I think like a consistent theme throughout the show is that like she's has these strong, strong opinions and she's like, I'm going to do this. Like she sets out to do this thing and she's confronted by big and it's completely melts away. Yeah. No spoilers. Right, right, (laughs) right. I didn't hear that. It's fine. That wasn't really a spoiler. Just in these first two episodes. Something that's definitely, I think, iconic about um, shows of this era. The hair? Yes. But set in New York specifically are this kind of diner. Mm. The kind of like mid-90s go in, get a like dollar coffee, you know, where so many. I don't really do. Which I no, could and they do. do. Well, they, I don't think they quite exist in the same way anymore. There's you one know, right like by... the diners t- discussed in Oh, Hello. <laughs> oh, hello. Oh, hello. We love you, John Mulaney <laughs> and, and Nick Kroll. You hung out with Nick Kroll. Well, tangentially at Golden Fest. We danced in a circle together. That was a good time. As far as I'm concerned, you guys are. <laughs> Thank you. You're right. I friends. did hang. Actually, I'm going to call him after this and we're going to get pizza. Ugh, pizza. Yeah. I, know. I haven't thought about that in four hours. 
wow, that's a long time to not think about pizza. Thank you. I feel like I'm I trying. I think about pizza like maybe once every hour. That's nice. It's a good thing it's to just return like a, to. Huh. <laughs> pizza. Glad that exists. It's beautiful. There's this uh, my yeah. my old roommate Lauren. Mm-hmm. She may she live existently happy and existently happy. May that's she a exist, beautiful sentiment. exist happily in the existently happily of yeah. LA. Um, oh, LA. She went a long way away. Oh, she one time we were talking about Sex in the City actually. No. We were way. at we were at dinner with our two friends and um That's we were amazing. We were figuring out who of the four of us was which girl. Of course, as you do. As you do when you're four twenty somethings in a restaurant. Four twenty. <laughs> sorry nice <laughs> thank you i am full of humor and the x games came on and someone was like oh that's the x games and with out of nowhere quietly to myself i just was like x games i like well, i'm very what? wistful apparently so oh of course get ready bridget is currently trying to turn on a light didn't work <laughs> you okay can. um do you want to try the other lamp i can talk about um that's so funny that you mentioned lamps because when they enter the <laughs> wait you f- mentioned lamps <laughs> <laughs> you just brought up your own. <laughs> no. like wow i i didn't man, mean irish dance it's oh my god that's so crazy you brought up irish dance brooks did you know i used irish dance okay <laughs> i have a oh, comment beautiful. about i think irish dance comes irish dance comes way more out of nowhere than the lamp that it's you're trying true, to turn I know. it just i was just trying to prove a point it was funny i was um, funny listen brooke that was funny uh, i do you want to pause and turn on a light <laughs> do i ever i could talk about how i think skipper we could edit this all out this is oh bridget's gone offline this is some solo brook time we're really starting strong first episode with brooks corner um and i wanted to talk about which of the men in this episode would be most attractive today and so we have big we have capote duncan the guy who ends up taking charlotte on a date we have Kurt Harrington, the douchebag that fucks Carrie in the middle of the afternoon, who's wearing a thumb ring. And we have Skipper Johnson. Skipper. He's he's the nice friend who, Bridget's trying to contribute to the podcast while also trying to turn on a light. We are sitting in the dark. Um, But I think Skipper would be the most attractive in 2017 because he would 100% sell artisanal cheese at a farmer's market in Brooklyn. He's got like moppy, moppy curly hair and wears plaid and has glasses that are, you know, made of steel. Is that what glasses are made of? Brooks Corner. (laughs) And he hates the word pussy. Skipper, so gentle. But yeah, that was Brooke's corner. Bridget needs to come back because I have nothing else to say. Oh, do 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 do! I'm back. Um, an interesting thing I would like to say about something you just said that I've forgotten, so I now can't say. <laughs> yeah, I had something. What sat ha- down, opened my mouth. What happens in Brooke's corner stays in Brooke's corner. <laughs> yes, that's fair enough. I don't remember what I was gonna say. Skipper. It was maybe about Skipper. Yeah, it was. I don't know though. Anyway, okay, so this show, this show is fascinating. 
So right now, I love this. It's like the classic 90s, like, girlfriends on the phone scene. Oh, unbelievable. So, so there's a woman selling cigarettes. Wearing, wearing a, a lamp, lamp as a hat. Speaking of lamps. <laughs> I, speaking that's, of lamps. That's, that's, gonna, that's, that's what I was talking about. Speaking of speaking lamps. Of but that's what I was talking about. I knew we were about to enter Club Chaos. and Unbelievable. Wow. Um, this is gorgeous. So club chaos. Yeah, so a lot of clubbing. I got to say clubbing sounds like something that is the exact kind of effort I don't ever want to yeah. have to expend. So Skipper and Miranda on her date are on a date and it's so funny to me because Carrie's like, "Oh, she'll hate him. Let's do it." Oh yeah, she thinks Miranda's going to tear him to shreds, which she kind of does. She just doesn't give him a chance. He's like so nice guy. Have we met Capote Duncan yet? I love Cap- I think we're about to. We what know if- that I think we know that Charlotte's going to go on a date with Capote Duncan. Because oh, that's how could that you ever call. forget a name like Capote Duncan? I wish every man was just like the name of a famous author. Like, oh, Harper Jennings. Peters, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really quite something. So they're both drinking these crazy looking martini. Maybe I feel like it's a gimlet. Is it? Okay, that makes more sense. And but it's in a martini And glass. Miranda has this really sense, interesting argument about how there are she like digs skipper a grave and throws him in and she's like so you're saying women can only be beautiful and boring or homely and interesting yeah she really does dig up a grave yeah that's kind of uh and then carrie re reunites with kurt harrington and he's like i can't believe you did me like that that's finally the type of relationship i wanted yeah you're amazing when i'm free also i'm yours boobs are i know her boobs are unbelievable um also his big cross necklace is hilarious at the club um so um they're at this club and at one point oh then he goes and makes out with someone else that's yeah he says when i'm free i'm all yours right 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 like when i'm when i'm open right Gosh, I forgot. And then Big enters, and they say the thing that we all don't want to say. You see that guy? He's the next Donald Trump, except he's younger and much better looking. They compare him to a younger and better looking Donald Trump, which is just the shock to the system is Because you're all like, oh, Big, we love Big. He's so handsome and charming, and he becomes the love of all of our lives. And then you're like... And then you're also like, wait, Donald Trump was once a viable, cutesy cultural reference and not the man... Who's running our country? Everything. <laughs> um, she is in the most insane leopard print. Like, okay. Also, Kim Cattrall's back is Kim Cattrall is so she's so sexy. hot. Okay, I will say Charlotte's dress on this date is my favorite. It's really beautiful. It's she's like, wearing this like sparkly silver. It's like if the Tin Man got glam. <laughs> that is precisely if the Tin Man goes to like the Met Gala. It's yeah. really nice. Um, I'm and a Capote fashion Duncan expert. Capote Duncan is exactly what you think he is. His bow tie is crooked. We hate him. He's really just the nineties was them. all about the open back and like the dangle necklace. Yeah, I can't imagine getting to that point in a beautiful evening and being like, "No, I won't go home with you." That's just she's. This so is why I resonate with Char- I resonate with Charlotte in this because Capote Duncan takes her back to his apartment to look at this fancy painting, and um. He does. It's amazing. And he does. And then he tries to. And then he comes on to her and he like tries to get her to stay. No, also backless. Yeah, really hot. And then he takes Samantha home. Yeah, not that long after. She's like, I'm going to go home. And he's like, great. And he goes out with her and gets back into the cab. He gets back into the cab and she's like, I'm going to West 4th and whatever. And he's like, oh, I'm going to this address. And she's like, you're going to chaos. And he's like, 
I need to have sex tonight. And she's like, yuck. Which also imagine having the address of a club memorized to be able to recognize it from someone else saying the address of a club. It's just the, Could you do it's that? just the cross streets. It's like right, when I'm going just, to my favorite New York bar, San Fuegos, I know. I'm bar. See, that I understand. But I just, I just, it's. We don't go to the club. Clubs, which I know a lot of people do, so never mind. But this is just wild. If you go to a club. I have mad DM respect me. for you. Yeah. Send us Just an tell email. me about it because I'm never going to do it, but I'd like to live vicariously. Yeah, email us at splatpodcast at gmail.com, yep. which I'm making right now. Um, and tell us your favorite duck club stories. I would love to hear your, your club stories, please. I you actually went to a club once. Did you? In Prague. I went to a club in Ireland, but this club was converted – it was like the the main hotel in our little town converted at night. I don't know what they did because it opened in the back to go outside. I don't know what they did because people were sleeping. It was a hotel and we were out there until 2 a.m. in the back. Like I made out with three Frenchmen drinking and joking at this club. It was like the four story club in Prague. And I, nice. they were, there's this whole like oh, wedding Prague party crazy. Yeah. on this club, on this club, on this club. And every level, but it was, and so they were all there and I made out with one of them and then we got split up and then I found another one of them and I made out with him too. And I ended up like kissing the groom a lot, like just, just pexies, but there's like a funny picture of me with like his hat. They were all wearing sailor hats. Of course. And I'm like wearing the sailor hat and like, I was like, wow. Wow. What a good, what if I ruined this (laughs) marriage? Yeah. I'm sure I didn't, but Speaking of that sort of fascinating thing happening in this episode is that Samantha tries to seduce Mr. Big. It doesn't work. But she which she does by telling him she owns the the club and can like get them in upstairs. No, she so she does the or PR that she does the PR for the, for the club. club. Yeah. But um, and then she ends up sleeping with Capote Duncan, who one of her other four friends had been Honestly, sort of with. Do you think that Charlotte and Samantha talked about this? I don't think it crosses over here, but oh yes. So Skipper and Miranda start making out because he just aggressively. Yeah, because she didn't want him to be the nice yeah. guy because secretly we don't want it. Or that's what we're led to believe, right? So one of the reasons that I was like excited about the concept of this podcast is that a few weeks ago um, there was a Humans of New York post, which was a young woman our age. Um, and... While you look for this, yeah, um, I have. A I just want to talk about um, this moment of Samantha, mm-hmm. where he. Oh, she goes back with Capote Duncan. She goes back with Capote Duncan, and they. And he says to her, "Right." Yes, but, and the first watch, I'm like, "Oh, she." He's like, "I have to wake up early. Like, you can't stay here." And she gets this like sad expression, but then at the very end, she's like, "I don't give a fuck. I'm getting pleasured," and she like smirks. Yeah. And I was like, "I was like, oh, Samantha like yeah. is in control here. Like, yeah. she's actually she's like, All is, right. is yeah. getting what she wants." Yeah. Um, which I think is amazing. Okay, continue. It is amazing. Okay, so this Humans of New York post. So it's from a woman our age ish. She looks like um, she's sitting on a park bench somewhere in New York, and the caption says. I thought when I came to New York, it was going to be this huge change of scenery and that I could be whoever I want to be. I thought there'd always be a plan or an event and that I'd never feel alone and that I'd be very fabulous, for lack of a better word, Carrie Bradshaw-esque, so to speak. But in reality, I still spend a lot of time alone. And then she goes on to talk about it. But I read that and was like, wow. I mean, yeah, it's 20 years after this show premiered, but people still move to New York with an image of New York that's predicated on 
Sex in the City, which is kind of a crazy longevity of cultural influence. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And I think as I watch it, I think you're right. I'll, I'm going to discover more things about it that I already knew without yeah. realizing. And it's not just it's people in their 30s. It's people in their 40s. It's mm-hmm. people in their 20s. You know, yeah. every generation watches the show and totally. It, it totally. for some reason it's still like, is this even ideal, though it seems yeah, like, so far removed version from of New York. Reality. Like how does she live in this apartment and she's basically a glorified glorified oh that's beautiful. Glorified blogger. She's in you yeah, know? she has this column and and she talks about like oh buying Louboutins, like even in for this pilot. Four hundred dollars from Manolo's, like every girl in New York. And I'm like, no, that's not. I like will barely not spend on my priority. List. Barely spend four hundred dollars on a round trip mm-hmm. flights. Ugh, I wish that'd be the only thing. Yeah, I right. just I did do that. I don't know why I'm like. Ugh, yeah, but you, it's a for a great thing. Oh yeah, I'm going to New Orleans with my two best friends. Love you guys. It's gonna be so good. Helen Allison, the black sheep. Yeah, that's gonna be lovely. <laughs> Shout out to the Shout black sheep. Out. It was only a matter of time before that came up. So at the end of this episode. Carrie cannot Carrie find a cab. Can't find a cab, and Mr. Big pulls up, and she gets in the car. And I know she's she's seen him before, but she's met him like twice in Why public. Would, and 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 I would just never get into a car like that. And especially that. me either. And especially like knowing all the things we know, being like, I was like, you can't. Don't get into Donald Trump's car. Yeah, like, right. If he really is like this Donald Trump, like she would have been. <laughs> I know, but it's just I can't imagine a situation in which I would. Oh, granted, I, I also, you know, have a phone and could call a Lyft or whatever, but I right. can't. I wanted, I love how the like transitions are here. They either feel like we're in the Twilight Zone or it's like a saxophone, like. Whoa, yeah, it's true. It's really watching the actual filming of this episode is so interesting. Yeah. She's There's so many classic New York tropes in a TV show, like scenes in taxis are iconically New York, you know, like there's a lot of clubs, it's scenes very scene-y. in the art gallery. Yeah. Scenes on, you know, with like views of New York it and a lot of apartments. And the episode ends in like film noir. She like, there's like this yeah, like really saxophone blaring and she like turns and it's like in the back of this cop because yeah, big is Mr. like, big. She, she's like, he's like, you've never been in love. And she's like. No, have you? And he's like, absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's like, hell yeah, I know that tender experience. I'm really excited for our big impression. He doesn't do the thing that he does throughout the whole series, which is just the hi. Oh god. Yeah, I could tell that's kind of his whole acting style. He's such an interesting. He's kind of like the young dad look a little bit. This slow motion, love Carrie turning her head and being like feelings. Have I been Shit. in love? And she's like doing yeah. a voiceover, like right. love. It's amazing to watch. Has everything I've ever believed to yeah. be true just suddenly inconsequential? Yeah, like here those in big, New York, those big city? questions are just wait. Oh <laughs> Every, she knocks a, on the door. There's also a lot of like he rolls sl- the window down, slow falling off the shoulder yeah. of, of tops. This bustier is incredible. Absolutely, look at that. <laughs> I meant eyebrows and said no, but that's fine. Wow. Beautiful. It's beautiful. And, and that's, then that is the end of so the episode. So Bridget, 
I went ahead and rated my men, as you may have heard from Brooks yeah, Corner. Yeah, I'm ready to hear about this. So number one is um, Stanford. Uh huh. Number two is Big. Right. Three is, I'm sad to say, Capote Duncan. Four mm. is Kurt Harrington, and five is Skipper because he's just not my type. Mm, interesting. So, at what level are we rating these guys on? Just like pure hotness. Just like my attraction to them. And mm, Stanford is just the person, not sexually, yeah. but I'm just like, honestly, of all the men that are featured in this episode, you're the one I want to spend my time with. Makes sense. I like that. The guys are interesting. It's so funny trying to figure out kind of what their tropes are this early on. Yeah, well. I wonder, does do any of them come back? Like, I guess I shouldn't ask you that. I mean, I know Mr. Big does, but I mean, do any of the others in play right now come back? Stanford's in the hole. Right. Because he's got to be right. the gay best friend. Yeah, right. Of course. Do you think this is a good pilot? I think it was a succinct entry into the world. Like, they were like, here's what we're going to do and talk about, and here are the characters. It's interesting. There's not a ton of plot, but it's not a lo- super long-term yeah, n- plot Yeah, nothing really show. happens. It's kind of of the, yeah, it's just like. Yeah, it's certainly not episodic. Like, there's right. there are through lines. Right, but it's not. But each yeah. episode does have, like, an A plot and a B plot. And the A plot totally. is totally the through line, and the B plot is, like, one of, usually one of the other Right, the A plot is the, like, overarching stuff. Yeah, and there's, like, two of, like, usually only, like, one or two of them is having sex per episode. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. I think I've seen more episodes towards the end when they're more settled down. Oh, you have so much. I'm really, I'm excited. It's so good. Mara, my sister Mara was on a bus with Mr. Big once. I passed him on the street once. She said he was indeed very, very big. <laughs> I don't think. Is that why they call him Mr. Big, you think? I, I thought it was because he was like. Apparently he is like 6'5". He's like Mr. Big Bucks. Right. Right, 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 right. Young. He also is on The Good Wife. Yeah, he sure was. He is a handsome man. She is a handsome lady. Who? Juliana Margulies? Yeah, she's uh, amazing. We have the same birthday. No way. Yeah. Well, That's a good person to share a birthday with. I love The Good Wife. I mean, there are reasons why I take issue with The Good Wife. Fair. Things that I'm As not ready. TV shows. I'm not ready to talk about on this podcast. You guys, but you can. You guys have to get to know me better before you learn. <laughs> before you learn about that. We're saving the the deep the deep <laughs> fish in, into our personalities for later. I feel like you're gonna get to know us pretty well. We're gonna find out. Yeah. Wowie wow. I, what was I going to say? Darn it. Forgot the minute I opened my what mouth. What was your, why? Don't apologize. I take it back. Supportive statements. Only. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite outfit this episode? Interesting. Um, this episode. Okay. Let me think for a second. I think I like best either of the backless dresses. Um, I, I, that they're wearing in the club scenes. Samantha's is beautiful, and so is Charlotte's. Mm-hmm. Charlotte's Tin Man dress. Tin Man. But I think I like um, Samantha. Charles is just insane. Um, who? I'm asking you all these questions. Like I it's, love it. Like I want it's them. A, it's great. Like it's a trivia show. It's fun. Who do you think you are of the four of them in this episode? In this episode specifically. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Who do you resonate with the most? 
Hmm. I think in my, if we're talking, resonate with is interesting. I think if I was going to compare my life most closely yes, to one of them. let's do that. Probably I'm living sort of like Charlotte. I was going to say Charlotte too. Because she's the closest I think to a nine to five in a, in a field like I want to put a disclaimer out there because future guests, future friends of the podcast yes. never feel bad about being a Carrie. Because I feel like... Oh, yeah. No, you got to claim that if you are. Don't worry. I just... There's... I wish I was getting paid to, like... Yeah. Right. I just also mean in terms of, like, um, beliefs and... Yeah, interesting. Because that is a little different. A lot of this episode is less about, like, this is what's happening to these characters and more about, like, this is who these characters are. And this is their set of beliefs about sex and... Mm-hmm. The city. <laughs> I think what's interesting about this episode in particular is that Carrie is the middle ground, I think. She, because it's kind of told through her perspective, she's the one who's like, well, I want this, but realistically, my heart feels Oh, my God. Feels Carrie this. is Marilyn Monroe. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then her friends are more extreme versions of one side or another, you know? Well, I think it's interesting because I feel like Charlotte is, well, her, like, stereotype is being the, um, one who wants the one who wants to get wifed up mm. and in this episode like when you first meet her she's like men are threatened by powerful women you right. have to play a game right and she she thinks she's a little holier than thou than this like having sex like a man mm-hmm. she thinks she's gonna capote duncan will be so enamored with her because he doesn't have sex with her but and that's part of her disappointment right yeah, it's true. It is interesting and they do cover a range of perspectives for women and I think it was probably a complicated time for some people who were just starting to like have the conversation even about sex like openly. Yeah. Some people obviously did already, but me as a three, four, as a, f- how old would I have been? Wait, 98. Yeah. Five year old, I suppose when this came out. As four. No, Wait, six. No, I'm older You're than you. Older than me. <laughs> Good try. Oh, gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Gotta go. Um, that's so interesting. What part of it did you connect to? What part of the episode did you connect to most as like something you're experiencing now? And which part felt really distant from distant from your New York experience? Oh, I mean, I think the like scene that they're in is very different than the New York mm-hmm. that I live. I mean, they're also 10 years older than me, but I hang out with some. That's true. Some cool 32 year olds. And you do. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and they don't. Right. And my sister was 31 when she moved out of New York and they didn't live a life like that. <laughs> well, I guess we're also like gypsies in terms of like I my, you know, income is very varied. Yeah. I can't go like drop it at a because those places right. probably have a cover charge. I guess if yeah, one, of, true. one of one of I think part of the goal, too, is as a woman, you know, you have apparently, I think, access to that in a different way. And men are supposed to like buy you drinks and things. Yeah. But it's like bottle service. We I got bottle service once because it was like a gift. Oh, after the show. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was like a bottle of Tito's with sparklers in it. Very exciting. But Tito's is like what I buy myself. It's like a $17 right. bottle of vodka. Guess how much this was? How much? Like $350. Oh, geez. For a bottle of Tito's. I could buy a CVS. And just drink in my living room. Exactly. Or I could buy an even cheaper source of alcohol and drink it in my living room. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool, though. But um, I would not pay $350 for that. If I had money, perhaps I would. But um, I'm not sure. And then the one that I'm the closest to. 
Oh, I don't know. Is it like stupid to say it's like like going out for dinner with my like lady friends? No, I think that did feel real. It's a fun way to show them. Like I know theirs was a birthday. To get to know them. But I feel like I'm more. That's the more of the New York well, that I know. We do that often. It's like yeah. special. It's more special for Especially me. Especially because a lot of the people we know live pretty spread out over the city. So often, I mean, like we do go over to each other's apartments, but also often it's about meeting in the middle. And that's usually over food or drink or both, which is kind of great. Yeah. So that's a familiar scene. What about you? Hmm. I think definitely you're right. The lifestyle and along with that, like the apartments that they just casually live in and the the world they have access to is just like not a New York I really often am exposed to. I do a little bit. We know some people who kind of, I know it exists for real, but it's also, it's just interesting and the whole, the vibe of it being in the 90s is really, it's so interesting. Yeah. But. Ugh, it's so 1998. Yeah. Which, yeah, I guess we aren't experts on, but sort of. But the part I feel closest to, um, yeah, you had a good answer to this. I think maybe I like the idea of Carrie, um, that the way she works often is just like lounged on her bed. Yeah. Because truly that's <laughs> how I do most We are like in. I don't get Right it. now. Yeah, neither. <laughs> I was like. Maybe I should Yikes. look super cute while I record this podcast. Because that'll make a difference somehow. Because you can see no. me. But and we're both in our truest elements right now, I think. We're both wearing, like, big sweatshirts and, like, variations on a sweatpants. Yeah, it's great. It's real nice. Yeah. Highly recommend. Do you have any other, like, big takeaways from the pilot? From the pilot? Um... <laughs> I did I did have a moment thinking about the end of the the pilot where I was like I mean Samantha kind of I think did get what she wanted but I was like basically at, by the end of this episode no one had gotten what they wanted sexually except for Capote Duncan <laughs> which is just <laughs> like really he's the one who gets rewarded out of this well and sort of Kurt Harrington that's true he like got Kurt to Harrington. Ha- well, well except he, he didn't, didn't get his blowjob no, but then he got another girl so that was easy I'm trying it's to a ride. Can we go back to the lampshade on that woman's head? Yeah, on the on this also the woman selling cigarettes inside. That seems like a much older thing than maybe maybe chaos is um like a 1920s bar. Interesting, right? Except it still doesn't explain the lampshade. <laughs> Unbelievable. Maybe it's a Beauty and the Beast themed. Mm. And the people who work mm-hmm. there are objects. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That seems I think you're probably hitting the nail on that. Thank you. Was this like about the time when Beauty and the Beast came out? Maybe like HBO and was, Disney actually. had a secret. Definitely. Work. Uh, there's That's impossible. There's no way that that's true. <laughs> it seems highly probable to me. Um, I want... I just want to know more about each of them. I feel like because... I mean, obviously, it's a tw- what, like a 25-minute episode. It goes really fast. But I'm just curious about their backstories more, too, we'll and how get, they met each other. Don't and worry. I'm sure we do. You get but I, I guess the good takeaway from that is that I'm, I'm invested. I'm curious. Yeah. I'm interested. Well, I think, I think I'm, we're gonna, I'm gonna call it 
for this first episode oh yeah wait everyone um thank you thank you for listening we're obviously just getting started but we're going to have guests on this show we can have you on the show yeah we want to hear anything from you if you have ideas or things you'd like to hear on a show with content if you have like a favorite episode what if you really really believe you're one of these characters like tell us we want to know why tell us about an experience you've had that reminded you of the show or that you expected to be like the show and wasn't why you love sex in the city yeah anything i'm just (laughs) i'm like please create all of our content for us (laughs) so you can maybe don't email us at splat podcast splat podcast s-p-l-a-t podcast at gmail.com yep which i have now created (gasps) it's real would not have been crazy if it hadn't been available bridge can we find you on social media you can super find me on social media probably the best way is my twitter which is mrs m r s bert b-u-r-t macklin m-a-c-k-l-i-n yes that is andy's fbi alter ego on parks and rec thank you my twitter is brooke b-r-o-o-k-e underscore (laughs) wiseman w-e-i-s-m-a-n and Yes, that is <laughs> my name. <laughs> <laughs> Much more sensible. <laughs> and on Instagram as just Brooke Wiseman. Please. I'm on Instagram as Bridget M37, but I don't know. It's, it's a lot of cute pictures of. Yeah, if you're into like small children and sometimes. But not if you're into like. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jeez. Everyone loves a picture yeah. of a baby and we'll just leave it but at that. Yeah. Um, Mine's like a bunch of me like. Pr- pronking people pronking john nick are you there <laughs> yeah, really good um love you guys thanks for listening love you thanks for listening come I back w- soon we'll see you next time round two splat <laughs> splat 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 and then i want too many splats listen, this is the can i cue theme song from <laughs> sex and city Oh, <laughs> we can edit that in? That's super fun. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? 
Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A L L B I R D S.com. Code SUPER24.